Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. This is the NFL, big boy. Put your damn big boy pants on and get out and play. Like, everybody plays through something. Soft tissue injuries cannot take you out for an entire freaking year. You should have sat your ass out for a couple weeks and got healthy. You can't do this to your team. I'm not talking fantasy because, look, the rest, I hate, like, when my dad was coaching, he'd be like, your dad cost me fantasy points. I don't give a shit. He won the game. Yeah. This is not what I'm talking about. But you can't do this to your team. You can't do this to yourself as a player. It's the TD Fantasy. The TD Fantasy Podcast. TD Fantasy Podcast. With your host, Paige DeMacos, Jamie Eisner, and Jake Arians. Welcome into the TD Fantasy Podcast. Paige DeMacos, Jamie Eisner, and Jake Arians here. And we are going to talk about a scenario that a lot of you are probably in. And that is, you're hearing rumblings about Le'Veon Bell. And whether or not he's going to come back to save the Pittsburgh Steelers, because that's the storyline right now. Because the Pittsburgh Steelers, yes, they need saving. That team looks terrible on offense and on defense. And Le'Veon potentially to come back in week seven. That's the that's the latest report. Bro, straight out of, from Le'Veon. Like the people say they've talked to Le'Veon, and that is the report. It, right, and nothing official from the Steelers. Nothing official from the Steelers, but I did watch this morning that they reported numerous specific players that they talked to in the locker room with quotes about Le'Veon. Yeah, so here I'm neck deep in this, and okay. if Jamie hadn't stolen Connor in our league, I'd be like <laughs> drowning in, yes, in so, a mud puddle right so now because I have is, him in my other two. I swung for the fences. I kind of knew what the Steelers were going to do. I didn't think he was going to show up. Yeah, this is the question. He's what do good. you do if you're yeah. a James Connor owner? Man, I don't know. I had a couple – I went really receiver heavy in most of my leagues and got the guys I wanted because I knew I could get Royce Freeman, Rashad Penny, who I thought would be really good rookies, Penny not so much, and I snatched up Connor and most of those. I probably should have tried to trade him a couple weeks ago when the value was extremely high, and I think you got to ride it out at this point. I think if Bell comes back in week seven, they still split some time, and I think week eight or nine is 100% Bell and very, very little Connor, unless – he gets hurt or unless bell comes back and doesn't want all these touches that he missed seven or eight games for. I still think there's going to be something there, but he's going from RB one. And for me, he's already gone to an RB two. I think he'll be a maybe flex at that position. And you better start looking now at a trade or picking up somebody else or trading. If I got me, I've got four or five really good receivers on my teams. I probably, and we just talked about tried need to try to trade for another solid Lamar Miller type, Running back. Yeah, yeah not, nothing crazy, but you're going to get some solid points. What do you think, Jen? Well, it's not the advice you want to hear, but there's not much you can do right now. You're yeah. not going to be able to trade James Conner. Everybody know, is keenly aware of the situation going on in Pittsburgh's backfield. I think what you have to hope is that he's going to split some touches with Le'Veon Bell for a while. But also, to be fair, we've been playing with house money this whole time. Absolutely. I don't think any of us on draft day – Thought even late draft day thought that you would have James Conner. I took in your him lineup. in the eleventh and twelfth, yeah. and you stole him from me in like the eleventh. So, Nobody I mean, thought they were going to have him in their lineup for the fantasy playoffs. You knew what you were getting into, and you were going to ride this train as long. Although as you I could. will say, I still think there's a chance the Steelers trade Le'Veon Bell. Sure. There's been nothing official out of the Steelers camp, and the Steelers allowing him to just come back when he wants to and talk about this however he wants to through his agent. It's not really the Steelers, and the Rooneys can be stubborn to a fault. It would not surprise me if they still get something for him before week seven. And if that happens, though, then yeah. Well, I mean, we all just got to kind of ride it out. And I just think you need to make some moves now, a few weeks ahead, while you can. You need to be prepared to have another starting running back in your lineup. But there's also a chance that Connor can be Austin Eckler light. Yeah, there's a chance sure. that he can be a flex play for you from, from time to time. But, yeah, there's really not much you can do right now. There's, there's not a trade you can make with him. I mean, if again, if you're in a situation where you have extra receivers that are really good and there's somebody available in your league that you want to buy low on maybe, absolutely. But there's really not much you can do with Connor himself other than just kind of play him until you can't play him anymore. This is my advice. Take advantage of the weakest link in your league. There is bound to be somebody who hasn't won a football game yet, who has Leonard Fournette and Joe Mixon as their running backs, 
and desperately needs a victory. This happens in every league. There is somebody out there that has the two running backs that are injured or they drafted David Johnson so high that they're losing their damn minds and they need a victory. And you package a deal together, not just James Conner. It might be James Conner and another running back or some. Or or some I would or love one. to pick up Mixon that's, right now. That's what I'm saying. You package something together to try and get it done. And I'm telling you, try. Keep. It's like the trade machine. You just keep trying until you get something that works because there is always somebody who needs, desperately needs a running back and desperately needs a starting running back. Because this year, the running back class has been a huge disappointment across the board. So that's my advice. Try and find that person in your league. Go look at the lineups. Go see. There might not be this person in your league, but some of you will have this person. And I know because it just happened in my high school league. One of my It's a very competitive league, and a trade just happened because one of our buddies hasn't won a football game, hasn't won a fantasy game, and he needs it. He needed James Conner this upcoming week. And although he's been a disappointment, I use that specific example for a reason. He had Joe Mixon and Leonard Fournette. And that's a perfect transition to start talking about these guys because we got some injuries again. So, Jamie, I want you to give me the latest update on Joe Mixon. I'm a Joe Mixon owner. He's limited. And should I expect, if you're a Joe Mixon owner, what what do you need to see from him to start him this weekend? Well, I think you're just going to have to continue watching Twitter and watching reports. Uh, I'm cautiously optimistic he's going to play because the beat writers for the team seem optimistic he's going to play, and they're plugged in. They know. Uh, Gio Bernard is banged up a little bit as well. He did not practice today. Joe Mixon did practice. I think you're just going to kind of have to wait and see. I mean, odds are you're probably not ha- – you have other options on your bench for Sunday if you can't play. Uh, I am, in my back of my mind, have talked myself into him playing this week, so I will be disappointed if he doesn't. My concern would be how many touches he's going to get. I do think that what this is going to end up being a half week for him and Gio Bernard where they're both going to get a lot of touches. Uh, but if you're in a situation right now where you don't – you have a guy on a bye or you're you're not – in a really good situation, Jake. We just talked before the show about his running back situation he's been dealing with. I'll take 50% of Joe Mixon right now. Yeah, I'm going to have to ride 50% of Gio, I think, because yeah. I'm, I'm expecting him to play. I'm going to go back to what I said when he got hurt. I didn't think he'd be the same guy for six weeks, right? And that's before I heard that it was just a loose piece of scar tissue or whatever it was that popped off. And going back to my injuries when I played and having a scope and being really, I mean, 100% in like three and a half weeks. Yeah. I think he's going to be a little sore and a little bit out of shape. So I don't, I can't, if he plays, I can't expect him to get what he was doing before. But I tell you what, when I just said I'd love to have Mixon and pick up a trade now, people, if you think you, if somebody's down on him or yeah. you know, out of sight, out of mind, oh my God, look, he was struggling with something. He was sore before, and this thing popped off. I think another week or two, he's going to be better than he was early in the season because he's going to feel that much better. Not only that, but this is a Cincinnati Bengals team. <laughs> that looks pretty damn and good. I told yes. you this offense was going to be damn good, but they he look- is going to be the centerpiece of it again in another two or three weeks. Like yes. week, three weeks from now? I think he's going to explode the second half of the year. Yeah, season. he's going to be an RB one the second half of the year. Yeah, one hundred percent. You want this guy constantly. They weathered the storm without him for the last yeah. few weeks. Yeah, Geo did a hell of a job. Geo did a great job, and props to him. And if you have him, you've been really happy. But listen, he when Joe Mixon comes back, he's going to go back to being the Joe Mixon. Show. Well, he's going to go back to overhunt, over Freeman, overcook. All the guys oh, yeah. that were probably drafted ahead of. I think he's going to be back in that Melvin Gordon territory or higher. The second half of the season. He, he, was, he, he looked good in his, in his first two outings. You really liked what you saw. Uh, Jake, I'm going to let you handle this one uh, because this is somebody that you have in your you're league. You're a big fan of. You're, and you're a big, huge fan of. Uh, and called out a little said. bit. Uh, listen, Leonard Fournette is a guy that was drafted. You probably got to a certain point of your draft, and you said, okay, do I go? I was drafting 11th. I'll give you the perfect example. In a 12-team full-point PPR league, and went, oh, hell yes. Fournette at 11, boom. I turned right around and took Henry at 15. Or, excuse me, Howard, Howard, not Henry. Uh, So I'm desperate, and this is the league I'm talking about with running backs. Look, Fournette is a hell of a player. He is the ultimate. I'd say he was going to lead the league in rushing if he stayed healthy. Well, he obviously can't stay healthy. I question his toughness. I question his manhood the last couple weeks. I'm going to continue to. This is the NFL, big boy. Put your damn big boy pants on and get out and play. Like, everybody plays through something. Soft tissue injuries cannot take you out for an entire freaking year. You should have sat your ass out for a couple weeks and got healthy. You can't do this to your team. 
I'm not talking fantasy because look, the rest, I hate like when my dad was coaching, be like, your dad calls me fantasy points. I don't give a shit. He won a game. Yeah. This is not what I'm talking about, but you can't do this to your team. You can't do this to yourself as a player. And you're, you're, you're an NFL player. You're your own brand right now. Your brand is weak. Your brand is not Leonard Fournette coming out of LSU being this beast of a dude. It's a weak guy that can't get on the field from a hamstring. I don't know what you do with him fantasy wise. I'm struggling with this. I almost dropped him. I'm, I know I'm, I can't do that. I took him in the first round. I got to ride this out. But I, I literally was almost so pissed off. I said, "Give me Mike Davis." Or so something. I, like it was like what I don't know what to do. Right so now. I have a little intel here because I talked to some people in Jacksonville. Nice shoot. So my buddy Russ texted me yesterday. He's not the guy at Jacksonville because I'm not gonna. That's 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 behind the scenes. My You're buddy, a professional. You're not throwing sources. No, out. my buddy Russ texted me yesterday with the proposed trade. Okay. Now, if you had shown me this at the beginning of the season, I would have gone, there's no way that you're going to get that, right? But now, because of what's happened with Leonard Fournette, I was like, hmm, I thought about it for a second. And then I got a text message about Leonard Fournette. And I said, actually, Russ, don't do that. Because Leonard Fournette's not going to play this weekend. And his toughness is being questioned. And that's coming that's straight from the source. That's I'm telling you this is not this is not a Jake thing this is not a Page thing this is a the NFL is questioning what's going on with Leonard Fournette and that's a that's a big deal that's a big problem and that's what happens when you have a locker room who's become very boisterous thank you Jalen Ramsey okay it's a team that almost knocked off the New England Patriots last season and has Super Bowl aspirations this year. And when they were talking about it, it's also run by Tom Coughlin, Doug Marone, that's and a bunch of tough guys, hard nosed, exactly blue collar guys, football and you look guys. like a speed back sissy, not getting on the field. And that's and I'm not even going to use the word that was used to describe him. I'm just going to leave, no, that, for the, we'll leave that for the. I'm going to leave that for the imagination. All right, but Leonard Fournette, if I was, I'm telling you right now, if I was a Leonard Fournette owner, if I had him in my league, I'd be looking for other options long term, not just this week. Long term. That's that's all I can say. I think at this point they got to sit him two or three weeks and make sure he's 100%. They have they, to. They cannot keep going into he practices Friday and game day says no. Yeah. You cannot put a game plan together. When the other two guys catch it out of the backfield pretty well, Bortles is playing well, they've got some receiver. Like they, they, they've made it work without him. I mean, hell, from an organizational standpoint, I think about trading him eventually. You ain't paying him long no. term. He's, no com- he's coming up short, you want another no year chance. shortly. Yeah, it's not it's not a new issue either. It's happened at LSU. Not a new issue. Like, this not is, a this new is issue who he is either. as a player. And TJ Yeldon's looked pretty good running behind that offensive line. Bro, you're a brand. We'll get it. This leads us right into the next person we're going to talk yep. about. You are as an NFL player are your own LLC, your own brand, and you are responsible for your image, how you play, how you're thought about in the locker room, organizationally, from the fan base and the entire NFL. And right now, your brand sucks. You need to do something about it. Before we talk about this other brand in the NFL, I want to talk about Hayden Hurst coming back this week in a tight end group that is struggling with injuries, riddled with injuries. So, Jamie, I'll let you start here. Is Hayden Hurst a guy that you maybe look at? I have uh, Eric Ebron in a league. You have some of these guys. Trey Burton I have in a league. Trey Burton's out this week because they're on a bye. So is Hayden Hurst a guy I should look at to take a flyer on for just this week? Not this week. Okay. Uh, I'm still in wait-and-see mode. The, the Ravens have used their tight end a little bit more. Mark Andrews has been semi-relevant so far. I do like Hayden Hurst. I think he could be an interesting play down the road. But I still don't think even in this tight end class, which is just completely banged up right now, that he's going to be a top 10 tight end on a weekly basis. But is someone to monitor. Definitely somebody to watch. I, I think they're. I, I'm a little bit higher on him and their use of. Although Andrews is a good player too, yeah, uh, and definitely a really good pass catching option. I think Hayden Hurst is more of the all around tight end that you haven't seen. That's going to stay on the field for three downs, which means I think he's going to be out there a lot moving forward once he gets back in football shape and this thing. I think second half of the season, I would definitely be yeah. watching for him on a weekly matchup basis. All right, I'm scouring the uh, waiver wires to start somebody for Trey Burton, who's been. Pleasantly surprising thus far. I oh, didn't ex- I think he's going to be a monster second half. He is – I might have him over Gronk and, and Jimmy Graham focal, and right there with Kelsey moving forward because that offense is being used exactly the same way. Focal point of the offense. All right, we want to talk about – this doesn't have to do with fantasy football, but we got to – you guys know we dabble across the lines with the NFL. And this this is – this is hits home closely because we're – we live in Arizona. Bruce coached in for against this, this team for a long time. And we know this organization really well, and that's the Seattle Seahawks. Now, 
at the end of the, what was it? The second half that he was, or the end of the second quarter, he got Earl Thomas got injured and you saw him give the middle finger to the sideline. It was definitely his own sideline, his own sideline, because he was on the Cardinal sideline and the Cardinal guys were hitting him on the back, giving him daps. And he was looking right at the Seahawks sideline and giving him the middle finger. Now, Earl Thomas, if you don't know, you should, but you you should know what has happened over this off season. This was trade me, trade me, trade me, trade me, pay me. me. Pay I'm going to hold out, but me. I can't hold out because I have to sign my tenure to become a free agent, which means he's playing one year on a tenured franchise tag deal and has no long term stability in his contract. And is now on and still IR. Still has a lot left. And is now on IR after a pretty nasty injury. A free break in the same leg he broke two years ago. So. Jake, I want you to take this first because I think a lot of fans are misguided in their anger. And while I will say, I will be the first to admit, I think what Earl did was very childish. It was very immature. But myself, as somebody who played sports, I can't, I can't envision a, a, a time where I could say with 100% certainty that I wouldn't do something like that if I was in the same situation. And I wouldn't say that I, I'm not an immature person. I don't make... St- but it's an emotional moment and people act on emotions and sometimes things happen. And I don't think you can base your entire judgment of Earl Thomas on one moment that he had, that he might look back and say, I probably shouldn't have done that. If you're judging Earl Thomas on that, you're a damn fool. I'll start by saying that I put Earl Thomas in the category of how I talked about Khalil Mack. You draft him high in the first round. They never get in trouble off the field. They're a captain in the locker room. They show up and play every single week unless they have a broken leg. And he has done that for that franchise. He's the best player on that defense through this entire tenure of the Legion of Boom. Bobby Wagner, in my opinion, was second most important guy, way over Michael Bennett, way over Richard Sherman, some of these other guys who were on that defense. Earl Thomas made that thing go. Now, he's the only guy left other than Bobby Wagner, who's by far the best player on that defense now. But he's a guy that did it right. And yeah, he got paid once, but he's got a couple years left at least. Somebody would have given him $40 million, guaranteed for another three years. Absolutely. Cowboys would have done it. We've heard some other rumors. Cowboys apparently were offering a second, and Seattle turned it down yeah. to let him come back for one year. Now, the problem that he has, if you don't understand how this works, he signed his tenure as a franchise player. He had one, or was he just in the last year of his contract? In the last year. Last year. Right. Right. He's last year of his contract, but he has to report and yep. can't hold out or he can't become a free agent. Correct. Or they could then franchise him, whatever, how that goes. So he did, and he reported, and he said, I want to be traded, or I want a long-term deal, I want an extension, or I'm not coming. At the last minute, he shows up, and he knew, if I get hurt, especially if I break the same leg, this could end my career. I thought about retiring last time. And he knew. He knew he broke it as soon as that's that's where the frustration came from. And if you can't have empathy for a guy in that situation, like I said, you're a damn fool. Because take the money of how much he gets paid out of it. If you're that good at your job of typing on a computer, sales, whatever it is, that's the percentage of your field that you get paid. Yes, NFL players make a lot of money. They don't make crap compared to other sports, really. And your lifespan is very, very short. Your ability to make that money He's missed out on 25 to $40 million by this happening and the Seahawks holding him captive and not showing love to a guy they really should have shown love to. I'm not big on franchises being held hostage by players because of what you've done for me, but there are certain guys that damn sure deserve that, and they should have done it to him. It's, it's a shame. I hate it because he is in Ed Reed, Troy Polamalu category of one of the greatest safeties we've seen in our lifetime generation wise and it's it's just a shame i hope it's not the end of his career i wish they would have done better by him and i 100 percent understand his frustration i don't like it it was immature yeah i've said that but i damn sure understand where he's coming from. i think the most important part of what you said right there is he's missing out on 25 to 40 million dollars people what would you do if 25 to 40 million dollars was taken away from you like this. I'll put it I'll put it in a very simple analogy for you. If you type for a living and you're gonna make a hundred thousand dollars for the next ten years and you can't sign that contract and something happens to your fingers and you can't type, I don't care what the number is. That's just what he was worth. Yes. Right? It's that. It's anybody losing their job and the ability to make that money. He can't make it. You're never gonna make what he was gonna make mm-hmm. later no. on in life. I don't care if he has his degree or anything else. He'd be lucky to make $200,000 a year the rest of his life. That was his opportunity, and it was, t- it was taken. Here's the problem, too. I'll throw a little 
Because, look, I hated the Seahawks for the last five years. They were in our division. <laughs> they were our biggest rival, but I respected them. And yeah. I damn sure respected him. I don't respect this organization of where it's coming from from a GM level. No. They didn't pay him because they don't have the cap space. They, they didn't take care of a guy that they should have taken care of because they didn't have the room to do it because they've thrown money at the wrong places. They paid all those guys on Legion of Boom the wrong contracts, and they don't have the they didn't have the space to do it. Schneider drafted well and has done absolutely everything wrong in any other aspect. He drafted well a while back. Yes. He hasn't drafted Not well recently. recently, and their salary cap really handcuffed them on what they could do here. It's, it's just a shame. I mean, I, I just hate – because, you know, if this is a guy – who's got off the field issues and he's got all this stuff yeah. and he's a problem. Maybe I get it. And he, even if this is Richard Sherman, who I respect the hell out of, he's outspoken. Yes. But he shows up to work. Nobody works harder. He plays through injuries. He's a leader in the locker room. You still understand it, right? It's just, it's a shame for a guy that does it all right. And you don't get taken care of by the organization you've given everything to. It's disappointing in that. I think there's a little facade around what, how everybody views the Seattle Seahawks organization because they took care of Russell Wilson. But let me be very clear. I love, I like Russell Wilson a lot. What has Russell Wilson done since that defense has gone, gone away? And not since Marshawn Lynch, thing, but go back left. to Khalil Mack, they took care of Derek Carr. You still could have paid your best exactly defensive player. Right. And Earl Thomas is your best defensive player. Now I'm going to say something else about Seattle, Seattle organizationally. The fact that Kendricks is on the damn field pisses me off. You have a moral issue in Seattle with what's going on. You want to try to win games more than a dude and give, save me the freaking Jason Witten said it on Monday night football a couple weeks ago. Allegedly. You're not allegedly when you freaking plead guilty. Yes. His butt's going to jail. It's just a matter of time. It's a loophole in the NFL system that he can appeal the suspension and play in the meantime. And Seahawks are so decimated linebacker. They signed a dude that Cleveland of all people could have used and cut because he's going to freaking jail. That to me is a, much bigger issue than what they did to Earl Thomas, but it all points to the fact that st- there's no stability and nothing really being done by good leadership in Seattle. Lack of institutional control. It looks great way like, to put it. it. Looks like the organization isn't as great as we all thought it was. I'm I'm a big fan of Pete Carroll. I like to make fun of him uh, chewing gum, but I have been, and I've I've talked to him many times. I've interviewed him many times. Always been a big fan of him. But I have to, I have to question how these things, these last few things have have shaken out, and I definitely question not taking care of Earl Thomas, or at least not trading him away, letting, giving him the opportunity to go make that money somewhere else. If you're not going to pay him, let him go somewhere else. All right, guys, now is the time. We're a quarter of the way through the season, so we're going to get into some uh, surprising numbers here, okay? Because the usual suspects are not where they should be, or not where we're used to seeing them. Okay, in a lot of these categories. So let's start off with the quarterbacks, all right? In order, PPR leagues, one through five, top scoring quarterbacks. Patrick Mahomes, number one. Matt Ryan, number two. Jared Goff, number three. Cam Newton, number four. And Ryan Fitzpatrick, number five. Now, obviously, Ryan Fitzpatrick will not be the starting quarterback going forward, so you eliminate him. Jared Goff, I think. So who takes his place? Drew Brees is six? Drew Brees would be six, Kirk Cousins seven, Phillip Rivers eight. Okay. Now, of those guys, Cam Newton was the only one mm-hmm. that universally in fantasy football world top five. was top five. Okay, Mahomes, there was upside, a lot of hype, but still got to see it before you do it. Matt Ryan was a guy. I need some crow on that one. I'm taking the yeah. credit for this one. I love Matt yeah. Ryan coming into this season. I thought he was going to be a top I, ten I, guy. I was in the middle. Oh, now, again, a lot of that is the last two games he's gone completely insane, fantasy point-wise. At home, which yes. really scares me this week because I'm thinking about playing him over Drew Brees, and I keep going he's outside. Yeah. I think, I think, the, I think the biggest thing with Matt Ryan that's helped is you've seen Calvin Ridley come on in yeah. a big way that I expected him to be good. I didn't expect him to be where he is. And the you, play calling has changed. The mm-hmm. game planning has been a little bit better. He's a little more comfortable, but he's been at home. They're throwing the yeah. ball. But the thing is, that defense is terrible, and they're going to be throwing the ball a lot to stay in games, and that's thing. good Devontae for you. Devontae Freeman getting hurt, I think, fit what yeah. they want to do. And yep. they, don't, they don't – Tevin Coleman being the guy, no, he's coming back, so we'll see. I, I think that could limit this offense. Mahomes doesn't surprise me at all. No. It surprised me he's first. It surprised me that he hasn't turned the ball But I said they'd over. be a top three offense. Yeah. If yeah. Adam yeah. Pick, that's, that, that's the numbers, me. all that stuff, that doesn't surprise me. Of course, nobody saw Fitzpatrick no. coming. That was that was crazy. No, and it's not long-term. It's not long-term. No, this it's, is it's not literally it's over. I, it's think, over. I think Goff will 
come back to closer to being 10 because I yeah. think they're going to run it more. That's been a matchup thing, but he's been sensational. Mm-hmm. Give McVay credit, man. I questioned it last year. It was great. I questioned it again this year to see what kind of wrinkles he would make because you give off to defensive coordinators, like I've talked about a million times. They figured out Jack against no. his team. No. McVay has been awesome. I think they will run it more the second half, yeah. and those numbers will come back a little bit. So you feel the, – the question here is, all right, Rodgers is QB 16, Stafford QB 17, Brady, this is a big one. I saw him taking a step back, but I didn't see this. QB 21. Brady finishes top 10. Okay. Edelman comes back, Gronk opens up, Gordon's there getting more and more acclimated to that offense. Brady finishes So top. you don't Brady. freak out about no. Tom Brady? No, I'm not Brady, about I'm Brady. getting excited if I own Tom Brady. Russell Wilson, QB 24. I'm a, I'm I'm, a Russell a, Wilson owner. As am I, and I'm worried. I'm worried. That right. offense looks t- – I mean, it'll, he'll be better. He's got Baldwin back. But, I but don't he's think, not going to be a top quarterback. I think he's closer to 15 because yeah. I think they'll start running the more of the offense through him. They're going to be down because that defense is bad. Now Earl Thomas is out, we just talked about. So I think – because they're going to be down, that fits into him. Like if they're down 14, 17, yeah, the fourth, just, it fits right into his basketball, move it around. That fits into some good fantasy stuff. But I think he comes back up. How about, okay, so this Aaron is. Aaron Rodgers, I went high in one league. It scares the crap out of me. Like I've thought about playing Andy Dalton over the last two weeks. Haven't scored 30 points in a calendar year. They can't, that offense is not. Yeah, no, that, again, a lot of that Rodgers missed a lot of time in for the sure, calendar year. But, but they, yes. they can't, that offense does not look. Not like, yet. Not yet. No. I I still think Aaron Rodgers finishes top 10. I think Rodgers is is also injured. But if he's not top five, he looked okay last week. He moved around good. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. He's not, he he hasn't looked great. I didn't like the Jimmy Graham signing. Is this another big dude that's receiver that didn't block anybody? And I think they need to have a semblance of a running game for him to really go off. And I don't think that fits. I I think they, at some point, you need to shake up the coaching staff. I'm not one that always likes to say that, but this team was just this bland. Everything yeah. they do is bland. I'm not big on that either, but, man, I would love to see Aaron Rodgers in one of these Chicago, L.A., Kansas City freaking high-flying offenses. There's man. nothing creative about the Green Bay offense. I have a, I have a great idea. Trade a, uh, trade Aaron Rodgers to Chicago. Problem solved. There we go. Great. It sounds <laughs> they like don't have the cap space. Problem solved. <laughs> there, we, there we go. Uh, so, of those quarterbacks, Mahomes stays in the top 12? I think oh, Mahomes stays in the top five. Absolutely. Okay, Matt Ryan stays in the top 12? Top yes. 12, but okay. probably lower eight. Yeah. Okay. Jared Goff stays in the top 12. Yes. Yes. Cam Newton stays in the top, top 12. Five. Yes. Yep. Top five. Ryan Fitzpatrick we know is out. No. Rodgers, Stafford, Brady, and Wilson, where do those guys end up being? Uh, I think Rodgers and Brady are in the top 10. I think Stafford's close. But yeah, I see Stafford more like 10 or 11. Yeah. The team's got serious I'm, issues. I'm, I think Wilson's in the teens. Yep. Yeah, I think he's closer to 15. All right, let's move on to the running back position. Uh, number one, Alvin Kamara, no surprise here. Number By a big two. margin in full-point PPR leagues, too. Yeah, over, huge. Over now, worth mentioning that Mark Ingram is coming back mm-hmm. this week, and he will eat at his touches and the, his volume. But that listen. These, Did last year, and Kamara was those, great. So. Those two guys were top five in fantasy last year for running backs. I think it actually backs. helps him. Just opens he's things gonna up. He's going to take some touches away, but I think he's damn near going to be 100% of a receiver at this point. Yep. Sure. You could put Mark Ingram in the backfield. Kamara can easily transition to just being a slot guy. That's what you saw. And it's a match last year. Nightmare. And they don't have a bunch of other receivers. Ted Ginn no. and of course Michael Thomas. So I don't know. I, th- I think it might help. So this is more. These five are more make sense, right? Yeah. This is kind of the usual suspects, with the exception of a kind of a, a few guys that are missing, right? So Alvin Kamara one, Todd Gurley two, Melvin Gordon three, Saquon Barkley four, and Zeke five. Yeah, let's talk about Melvin Gordon a bit because I, I I ate some crow for the Matt Ryan thing. I said Melvin Gordon, I would take him. I think I had him like on RB four. Okay, I was really high on him. And yep. He is having an excellent year. He's catching sure the ball in the backfield. Uh, so again, I I think he's gonna he's gonna continue to be. So an of those star. those five guys, I mean. I think all five of them stay in the top 12. I think oh, Saquon yeah. Barkley stays right there, may inch forward. I think Zeke probably inches forward. I can see Melvin Gordon slipping down to like six, seven, eight. But stays in not, the top 12. Yeah, oh, yeah sure. No, yeah. He's top 10 yeah. for sure. So the next three, McCaffrey, James Conner, and James White. So McCaffrey, I think, stays in the top 12. Love McCaffrey a yeah, lot. He's getting so many catches. He's going to catch 100 balls. The, like, two, the next two, though. James Conner for not his own reasons, uh, but for what's going on in Pittsburgh. Well, and James Conner won't finish top 20. Partly for his own reasons, season. too. He's, yeah. he's, his fantasy points are dropped every single week. He had like nine carries. They're not giving him they're, the they're ball. They're just not doing it. So James he, White 
I think stays in the top ten. Yeah, he's he's taking on that Deion Lewis role and running with it. But it's it's more than that. Burkhead's on IR. They like Sony Michelle. He looks like he's kind of coming into his own, but he's going to be fifteen carries. White's going to get all the catches and another five carries, okay. and he has such explosive ability. And I think this offense is really going to step forward with Edelman coming back. Okay, so some running backs that are disappointing. Uh, shocker. Uh, Derrick Ornette, Henry. Howard. Derrick Henry, RB59. He's not that disappointing because we both had him way Yeah, We were telling you. Just, I, mean, just, I wasn't yeah. as low on him as Jamie. You just got to listen. Beanie Wilson. Just no, gotta, but watch he football. was top 10 in a lot. Most fantasy analysts had him top most 10. most fantasy analysts are idiots. Just, yeah, I'm sorry. Just look at the matchups. Leonard just watch Four- him play football. I'm sorry. Leonard Fournette, RB54, well, and injuries. LaShawn McCoy. <laughs> Leonard we- Fournette will finish top 20 if he sits out three weeks and finish the second half of the season, the last eight games. He could have 1,000 yards if he's healthy. And these are all he's per that, He's that yeah. kind of guy. All these totals are per game, by the way. So it counts for yeah. bye weeks. It accounts for injury. Uh, LaShawn McCoy, RB48. Uh, he did sit out a game. Uh, and was limited in another game. I think. Listen, we none that of us really is, liked him no, at all. Josh Allen's their leading rusher. Josh Allen's their leading like. like he would be their yeah. I think that the number one wide receiver has ninety four. The biggest one to me that's shocking is Jordan Howard. Yeah, I thought in this offense this year, get no carries. Like I want to know what he did to somebody because there's like it. animosity and no love. I don't get it. We'll and see. they spread the love everywhere on Sunday. Other than him, he had eleven carries, and they were up by forty at half. Yeah, I like get I get. I don't get it at all. At all, we'll see on him. I, we'll I, see. I don't. Th- I think. It can, I think their offense continues like this. I think yeah. that game Sunday gives them so much confidence yeah, and true. so much almost ego arrogant that I okay. I've called it up and it's been there. And Trubisky yeah. finally hit it, and and Cohen kind of fits a little bit more of what they want to do. But man, you're going to need still that. room for Howard. Well, yeah. Newsflash, can... dude. You play in Chicago. The weather's going to suck eventually, yeah. and that high flying crap is not a dome. Yeah, November, December. When the weather t- the next three and you're four pretty games. good. I've said this a bunch. You're going to be in a bunch of games with three or four minutes to go, and you're going to have a three or four point lead, and that stuff ain't going to work. Yeah, their next three or four games are pretty. You look and it looks pretty favorable. So you're looking at that. And you're going okay. I think this is a good. If you're a Howard owner, I'm not giving up on it yet because I think it's too early. But if at the end of October things are not looking great, you kind of my ADD is kicking in. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, like, for I'm, sure. I'm starting to get a little. Uh, Jamie on, on says Howard. I can't read your writing here. Uh, who do you mean, uh, Dalvin Cook here? That's Dalvin Cook. Yeah. Dalvin Cook at RB40. Just out of curiosity, uh, listen. That's for the no- games he has played. Yeah, for the games he has played, RB40, uh, not great since he was a top five guy. I wasn't high on him. I talked about the ACL. You're not going to be the same dude coming back, especially when you're a slasher cut off that knee kind of guy. I think he'll get better as the season goes on, but I don't think he's going to finish in the top 25. There is a glaring name that is missing off of this top list, and his name is David Johnson. Uh, I don't know where he ends up. He's he's somewhere. He's actually been okay the last few weeks. I think he's in like – RB2 I think he's going to be in that. He's yeah. in the top I think he's going to be right on our analysis from Melvin Gordon before the season. Yeah, not a lot of forty point weeks, but fifteen to twenty every week. So yeah. where does where does he end up though? Because he was he was drafted top three. Yeah, he's going to end up as nowhere a low end, near the no. top eight. Probably, I'd say low end RB one. I say he's in yeah. that nine thirteen to, to eighteen. Yeah. I don't think he gets that high. I really don't. There's just not a lot of – the problem is, is there's not a lot of those guys The second off. half of their schedule is freaking brutal. Now, you might get a – I think that's the thing. If they're going to be losing a lot of games, he's going to get some garbage yards because he's still their best receiver as well. All right. The wide receiver category, this is a big shout-out to your boy, Jake Arians, that's sitting right next to me. Michael Thomas sitting at the top, number one. Number two, Adam Thielen. Number three, Mike Evans. Number four, Golden Tate. Number five, DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, listen, Thomas, but, Evans yeah. – You've seen quick thing to note though, uh, as much as hype as Michael Thomas has been getting, Adam Thielen's like four catches behind him. Yeah, and, well, and like two tenths been, of a fantasy point per game well, behind him. Thielen has been phenomenal. And this was the thing was like, okay, preseason cousins looked like he had more chemistry with Diggs. Yes. Sooner or later and Diggs is still in top eight, too. Sooner or later, Thielen's gotta get credit for not just being a white dude that's out there being a possession guy. And sooner or later, people are gonna go, he's better than Diggs. And he's a really, really legit top 10 receiver in the league, which I don't think he gets credit for because, one, he's a white dude. And that goes back to, like, Warren Moon being a running quarterback because he's black, which is the dumbest freaking thing you've ever heard. He's one of the greatest throwers of our generation. Just because you're a white dude from a small school doesn't mean you're a possession guy. Thielen is a freaking beast. Has been, will continue to be. He's the best receiver on that team. That one shocks me a little bit just because they spread it around and there's other guys, but they throw it more than anybody in the league right now. 
Well, at the beginning of last season, if you guys remember, the Minnesota Vikings, both Diggs and Thielen were up at the top 10. Yeah. They were, when they were both healthy, the ball was getting spread around. And that and they're throwing has, it more now than they were last year. That yeah. has continued. And the next three, Cooper Cup, Julio Jones, and Stephon Diggs. Julio, you expect that from him. Stephon Diggs, we everybody had him pretty high. Uh, shout out to Jamie who had Cooper Cup real high going 13, into this season. I, think, going into uh, yeah. and, I love him. I just didn't I dra- think he would be anywhere near that And high. I drafted him late, and I am loving it because yeah. he won an, exactly all the analysis you just heard about Adam Thielen, same scenario. He gets. He is a guy that you don't really hear about. He kind of flies under the radar, especially in that offense. They have some other playmakers. Cooper Cup's the guy that See, he my goes analysis to. analysis of him was more of like a slot guy. Yeah. that was more yeah. of a possession guy. He has shown the explosiveness to take it down the field. And he's Again, into the red zone. Exactly. They're Give McVay credit for dialing it up. But he's run after the catch has been really good, too, which I was not expecting from him. Uh, Big-time disappointments here. Antonio Brown, wide receiver, 18. Top 10, no doubt. He finishes that. Yep. Yeah, I'm not worried about Antonio Brown. No, I'm starting him every week. I have Again, him. this and is as bad as it's going to get. He is a mid-level wide receiver, too, so far. Yeah. And this is as bad as it's going to get. Uh, Odell Beckham Jr., wide receiver, 23. That offense looks pretty terrible. Is there any concern? I think he finishes close to, closer to 15 because I think the second half of their schedule really sets up for them to get better and make a little bit of a run, and it's going to have to go through him. So I think he finishes closer to, to 15. Yeah, I think he's in that like 11 to 14 range. Yeah. Okay. Keenan Allen, wide receiver, 31. That one, I, I this one I don't get. I don't get it because that offense is not bad. Everybody else in that offense is getting theirs. Pretty much. And then Mike Mike Williams didn't get his last weekend, who's been getting his. Yeah. I think Williams is probably hurting that a little bit because I think he is as good, if not a better player. I think he mm-hmm. will surpass, surpass him eventually, but neither one of them are going to be that guy without each other. Yeah. I think that's probably a little bit of that. But I think Keenan Allen, that offense is not going anywhere. It's going to be really no, good. He's, I, top, he's a top 12, 13 yeah. receiver, too. Chris Hogan, wide receiver, 66. I think he finishes around 50. Yeah. I don't it's think, not, I don't it's think, not getting better with that on the back. I think he's on the field a whole lot here soon. This this was the time he was supposed to get all the points. The right. first four weeks is when he was supposed to get yeah, the I never understood. Like, in every mock draft I did, the uh. three drafts that I'm in, I was in, where I was seeing him rated and ranked and taken, I was just like, hell no. And that's before Edelman came back and they mm-hmm. traded for Josh Ward. Like, it, it just didn't make – a lot of sense to me. I don't think he has a lot going forward. This one, everybody in this room should get credit for, and that's because we know the Arizona Cardinals offense very well, and that is we knew what was going to happen, and that is Larry Fitzgerald at wide receiver 72. That's a huge drop-off yeah, he from won't where be in he the was top, last he, year. I don't think he'll be in the top 30 by the end of the year either. I no, think I think him no. finishing top 50 is a, a good yeah, he'll, he'll, get, he'll, he'll be better get than 72. But I said going into the season, he's more of a 50 to 60 catch guy and five to 700 yards than a 100 catch, 1,000 yard guy. And I don't know that he gets to 50 or 60 and five or 600 at this point. Rosen's going to help. That offense is going to be better. But their schedule is brutal. If they play anybody, if they play him outside, he can't get open. And look, Father Time is undefeated. Larry's the greatest person and one of the greatest football players that's ever been in the NFL. Don't ever take that away from him. We're ta- talking about Larry in the past. Larry, right now, the football player from a fantasy value, can't, get, can't get on the field in any of my three. They can't get on. The, can't get in my roster at all. If you're in a ten team league, I, I didn't touch. I wouldn't touch him. Same thing. Yeah. Like I saw him and Hogan very similarly. Yeah, going no, through the draft. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be afraid to him. drop him in a ten team league. No, and the other thing is, you have to keep in mind, Rosen has some connection with Kurt. Yeah, he does. And, and this isn't this second isn't, team. Second team. This isn't yeah. this isn't Larry of old, where Carson was always looking for Larry. This is this this guy. This His is offensive his, coordinator dialed it up for him yeah. is gone too. Yes, the guy that, that said you do the dirty work playing the slot, I'll get you 100 catches and a thousand yards is gone. Also, what I saw last Sunday, Larry left points on the field, and you don't Larry, see Larry, and you don't, and you don't see that happen. That two very or often. three drops, and I know he's never had three in a game. I don't know if he's ever had two in a game. He's not healthy either. His hamstrings bothering him. And he can't really run anymore anyway. None of those are, are good fantasy value-wise moving forward. All right, tight ends here. This is the – Oh, God. This yeah, is it's a, yeah. really interesting. Uh, Jared Cook, number one. Travis Kelsey, number two. That's pretty standard. Zachard. So the 2-3 spot is exactly how we all predicted it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the big one there, obviously, is Gronkowski is not up at the top. George Kittle, number four, and Eric Ebron, number five. Jamie was really high on Eric Ebron. He's been telling you that for a while. I like George Kittle. I think that's going to continue. I don't know that he's going to end up being top five, but I definitely like him top 12 well, in this me. group. I think he's top, I think well, he's top eight. Yeah, yeah, considering, considering what, what this group, group looks yeah, like right now. what this group looks like. The next three out are Kyle Rudolph, Vance McDonald, and Jordan Reed. So you like – you like listen, Kyle Rudolph, a guy that you kind of expect. I, I was high on Kyle Rudolph. I think he'll I be right him. there. Yeah. McDonald, I think, is going to have a monster second half. I think yeah. Jesse James' value is going away. Yeah, ben and him have some chemistry, and they love that 
beat you up road grader after he catches the ball thing. Jordan Reed's 100% if he's healthy. Yeah, when he plays, he's great. Yeah, yeah. Just, you don't know that's never more. changed. Yeah. Gronk finishes top five. These are the ones. Mark, mark my words. And, and, and at this yeah. point, Cook is for real. I don't know if he's. I don't think he's going to finish number one. I don't think he's going to finish necessarily top, he's top two, five. He's, he's top definitely five. top five. Gruden likes him. It's a matchup thing. He's a yeah. receiver playing tight end, but they're using him that yeah. way. And then that offense, Carr and him have chemistry. But mark my words, Gronk finishes top five. He might finish top three. I think he goes off if he stays healthy. Edelman coming back and Gordon getting a little bit more acclimated, just being on the field yeah. means you can't do what they've done to him for the first four games. Yeah. Yeah, this bracket double, triple coverage, and he's still a decent option at tight end. Yeah, right? listen, he's tight end nine. Like he's right. still, yeah, again, he's not like Antonio Brown. This is as bad as it's going to get, and he's still a top 10 tight end. Here yeah. are the other ones, though Jimmy Graham, tight end 12. I don't know. It's been that a disappointment that's... for me, and I've got him in two leagues. And he finally got in the end zone last week. I don't think he's gonna. I don't think he's gonna crack the top ten. I think he's gonna stay about eleven, twelve. I guess, I think he finishes more like eight. I, I think they'll eight get. To 12 I, I think yeah. just, the just because a lot, a lot like last year. I think if they get some third and goal from the four, you're not gonna run it. You, you're better off yeah. you throwing a back shoulder or something. I think he still finishes right there. That, that's. Just, I mean, some of this is all these injuries there. Yeah. But I think he's gonna. I think he'll get be bigger part of the offense moving forward. Uh, Evan Ingram. This is a he, he's giant a, disappointment. Tight end yeah. even 16. When he was tight end 16. And David Njoku, tight end 25. I think both of those, Njoku is more of a flyer. It was more of a, hey, you look at him, you saw him on hard knocks. You he were like, one hey. of my breakout guys of the yeah. year. Though. He's a matchup freak. I mean, body wise, athleticism, all that kind of stuff. I think he continues to get better. My big question is. Everyone's pointing up on him, though, because I think he has a chemistry with Mayfield that we didn't see with Tyrod Taylor. And I, I would be more. I'm more optimistic about Njoku than I am about. And he say, just turned 21. My analysis on Njoku, my yeah. question mark with all the athleticism is he hasn't played a lot of football. He had played a lot of football at the NFL level and the nuances of being Jason Witten and you can throw it right here and I'm going to catch it and knowing where right here is because you've got to be right here, right? Yeah. He might be a yard off and that that's not a completion. Some of that I think is going to get better the more football he plays. How about Ingram? Because he's a guy you really liked. I don't think he fits what they want to do in this offense. I think they want more of a Kyle Rudolph, real tight end that does everything. Yo, he was this this coaching staff did not draft him in the no. first round, and he Morgan. thrived with Beckham out. He did not thrive when Beckham was playing. Right, he, last the, year. the targets were still okay, but he had drop drop issues for the first three weeks when he's healthy. He didn't play last week. He's out a few more weeks. I just dropped him. I, I picked up point. Ebron last week. I played him because uh, Ingram was hurt, but I'm I'm really happy with the switch. Oh, and yeah. that's if Doyle's healthy or not. I, I just I don't think Evan Ingram has a ton of value going forward. All right, uh, I am morally obligated to, to, to get into this nest part because the defense and special teams uh, is starting off with the Bears. Number one overall defense. Listen, they were a top 10 defense last year. They were, they were projected to be between 8 to 12 in most. They were a starting defense, but nobody had them number one overall. No, I, I had them higher than the top 10. I went all in you, on them and you, took them in two leagues. You liked them a lot, and especially after. And that was before the Khalil match. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, and it's it, listen, they're 14.5 points per game. The Rams, the second best, is a drop to 11.8. So it's, and then you're looking at Jets at 10 points per game, Packers 10 points per game, and Browns. Of those teams, the Rams and the Browns and the Bears were all teams that were talked about in the top 10. The Jets were – Jets-Packers, I think that's more matchup-based. I don't think they're going to be I don't, close. I, the Packers I, just shut out the Bills. That's that yeah. skewed. And that team is not going to be a top-12 no, fantasy They ain't top-15. I wouldn't no. touch that team to play. No. Unless they were playing the Bills again, I'm not putting them out the field once the rest of the year. No. So The, the Rams, Browns, I'm playing every week. Yep. I got the Bears in two leagues and the Browns in another. I got Baltimore and two of those as a backup that I can move around. I think the Jets are solid too, but that's only if the offense plays deep mm-hmm. decent. They yeah. just don't have that many weapons. Defensively, they're going to get some sacks. They're going to get some picks because Todd's what Todd Bowles does. They're not a top five defense. No, but I mean, Bears players lead the league in sacks. But surprisingly, if you had to guess, who's the number two in sacks? So Bears have 18. The number two team has 17. I would not have got this in a million years. Is it not one of these teams? Chiefs? No. It's not any of the teams that you mentioned so far. By the way, that Chiefs defense was better than you thought after you watched them live. Yeah, they? yeah. Mm-hmm. the pass rush they got telling you, Dan, Justin Houston and D Ford healthy. Yeah. They're okay. It's not a an team. overall it's... defense is not great, yeah. but they're better than you than we all thought they were. They're better than what? Cowboys. Yeah. No, it's Indianapolis. Wow. Second in the league in sacks. Yeah, I would have. It's seventeen. They'll figure. That's uh, yeah. I never would have guessed that. The Bears. That's an IDP leagues a rookie that's by far the best dude going as the middle linebacker in Indy. Yeah. 
and and Roquan Smith has been pretty good in IDP leagues. I know I got a tweet about that yesterday because somebody is asking me if I would start somebody else, and they showed me how many points Roquan scored them so far. And I just I'll, I'll keep Danny why. Trevathan in my league. Though. Yeah, he's been pretty damn Danny good. Danny so Trevathan, Khalil Mack, if you had him in an God, you're so happy. If Shockingly, the Jacksonville's him. not on that list. Nope, that's the, we've had them number yeah. one almost every week as the top defense. They'll end up, up top five. Oh yeah, for sure. They'll yeah. end up top five. For sure. For sure. I, I, I would. I, the Packers is this is a total yeah. fraud. They're being in top five defense. Part of Jacksonville is they've thrown it a bunch and put up some points, and their defense has been out there a lot because Fournette's not on the field. and They're not really wanting to. What they want to do is run, control the clock, stick their defense out there fresh. Yeah. They haven't done that. The nope. game they now to their credit they've won and Bortles to play well, but that's that's hurting their defensive. Fantasy stats. Yeah, and again, not the greatest week of all time to play the Jacksonville defense this week when they're going into Kansas City. Uh, but yeah, I expect them to be. No, we're going to have that talk on Friday that we yeah. had last week. If they played, who you taking? I'm, I'm keeping my prediction. I'm going to give you a little teaser for Friday of what, I, what in, I talked this, about last week. If you're in a 10-team league, that might be a matchup that I'm not playing Jacksonville's defense in. I, 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 if just look at the, look at what's available here in an eight or a 10 team league, it might be something that I go and look and go, yeah, there's some better matchups that I would like to play than going into Kansas city. Somebody might've left the Titans off the board against the bills. I would take that all day long. I, I picked the Titans up. Well, yeah. here, here I'll, I'll, uh, if you can stall for 15 seconds, I can f- pull up my, I can stall. I would take the 49ers against the Cardinals. Yep. I would take the Texans against the Cowboys. So Jackson, I take the Bengals against the Dolphins. I would too. So if you go to TD Fantasy, here's my cheap plug. If you go to TDFantasy.com, I have my week five PPR rankings up. Uh, I have Jacksonville's defense 13th this week. I have Tennessee as my number one, Carolina number two. So I'll, I'll listen to all these teams I have ahead of them this week. Tennessee, Carolina, Denver, the Rams, Houston, San Fran, Cleveland, Baltimore, Minnesota, New England, the Jets, and the Bengals. I would play all those defenses over Jacksonville this week. Yeah, I picked up the Bengals because I have Chicago in one league and they're on a bye this week. So this is the – we'll end the podcast by reminding you there are bye weeks. Make sure that you are remembering to go pick up guys that you're going to have to play. It might even be for – it might even be for, for one week. What's up, TD Fantasy listeners? Jake Arians here. Not only am I one of your co-hosts on the podcast of TD Fantasy, I'm also very privileged and proud to be the president of the Arians Family Foundation, the foundation that we started to honor my mom and the work that she's done uh, for underprivileged kids uh, throughout her entire life. So for more information, go to ariansfamilyfoundation.com, at ariansff on all your social media outlets. What do you want to end the podcast on? Well, we should probably break down. We have a really interesting Colts Patriots Thursday night oh, game with yeah. a lot of injuries. Oh, um, yeah, there's that. Yeah, Hilton's out, Max out, Doyle's out, Good Gronk's Lord. questionable. What's yeah. the line? Because I heard okay. it, I, it came hot. out at like what? It came out at seven and a half, and now yeah. it's like got to be 13 or something. Let's, let's it's see. right now. You saw it? Yes, okay. it is Patriots minus 10 and a half, which is right at the point where I feel slightly uneasy about it. Damn. So I picked What's the Patriots predicting? 31-21. Yep, I said it's right at that point. Uh, and the, by the way, the overs dropped a lot. All right, so since when I picked the line exact, i got to pick one way or the other. I'm going to say the Colts cover that. Okay. I'm going. And it to, takes yeah. a little bit for Edelman to, to get acclimated. Gordon's only been there a week. Gronk has a better game. And Andrew Luck will fight you tooth and nail to the end. I think they maybe it's a backdoor cover, but I think they cover that. I like it, the backdoor cover. But I, I, still got bad, but I pick it 31-21. I hate this game. I'm going to take the Patriots minus 10 and a half because I don't know who Andrew Luck's going to be throwing the ball to. I don't know if the Colts will be able – I mean, we're a very real possibility that we can get midway through the first quarter and the Colts tell us they can't kick field goals the rest of this game. So, like, I there's a lot of things that yeah, are that out there suck. that – I'd have another – that'd be like the fifth time this year in fantasy I had a kick with zero points. So, I, I'm, I'm – there's just too many injuries on the Indy side. I think but look, Patriots, T.Y. Hilton went down early in the second yeah. half last week, and they kept putting up points against yeah. a Texans defense that, by all accounts, should be pretty good and is yeah. better than the Patriots. Still road team short week. If I had again, if I'm gun to my head, I'm going to take the home team in these scenarios. Wouldn't surprise me. I'm just going to throw that I don't out love there. It. If I've got to lean in a direction that the Colts got, I don't love it. It also maybe it's a little bit of my homerism for Andrew Luck. Uh, might be that, and um, I, I think we were obligated to say that the New England Patriots. It seems like this is the time that they're going to start rolling. We will see. It All has right. been in the past. We will see. I mean, I'm giving him a lot of love saying that Gronk's going to finish top five, maybe top three. The Edelman yeah. coming back makes that big of a difference. That Gordon is not a complete moron and can learn enough of the playbook that he can have most of the route tree down and Brady can trust him. 
Sonny Michelle is going to be a solid running back. The offensive line's okay. There's a lot of question marks for sure for them I for just, the first that, to say that all is going to turn around in week five. It just seems it like does seem like it's that time of Thursday year. Thursday night prime time. Tom Brady throws a bajillion touchdowns, and everybody's like, "The Patriots are back." You know what though, man? I could totally see for the first time this looking like that Detroit game. I really, I God, I hope some, so. the Colts are going to get to Brady, and I think again something's telling me they're it, just. But. They're going to win. They're going to win at home. I'm not picking them to lose at home in prime time. I, I, I'm not believing it until I see it for a couple more weeks All that right. this thing's going to really turn around. To, on, be, to be determined. On the Patriots' offense, I'm pretty high on them this week. I have James White as my number seven running back. Yep. I've got Sony Michelle as my number 13 running back, so I think they're both very strong plays. And Drew Lunderman comes in at number 22. My receivers, so I think all all I, he jumps right in with twelve targets. We'll see what he yeah. can do after run after the catch, but I think he jumps right in with that chemistry with Brady and has at least twelve targets. Keep an eye on Gronk because he's still very, very, very questionable. And um, it's an early; it's Thursday night, so uh-huh. there's a good chance that if he was playing Sunday, if they were playing Sunday, he might play. But those Thursday night games, it's tough on short rest. Gronk's gonna play. Yeah. Gronk's gonna play. And for some reason, right. he doesn't play. I think uh, Njoku and McDonald both in my top ten this week. I think, and they're available in a bunch of leagues. All right. So. I like I like hearing that. Uh, Jake, how can everybody follow you on social media? Jake B. Arians on Twitter. Jake Arians on Instagram. Uh, Jamie? At Jamie Eisner on Twitter and at J.M.E. Eisner on Instagram. Uh, you guys can follow me at the underscore sports page on both Twitter and Instagram. And you should follow TD Fantasy at TD Fantasy underscore for all the great content that we're putting out. And check out TDFantasy.com. Make sure you stay tuned because Bruce Arians is back every Wednesday, and his interview today is fire like it always is. Every single Wednesday, we are graced with the presence of former Arizona Cardinals head coach Bruce Arians, and today is a special day because it's Coach's birthday. So first and foremost, happy birthday, Coach. You golfed well today, so there isn't much more to ask for, I'm I'm thinking. No, I I really couldn't uh, ask for anything more other than to have Jake and Blake uh, play golf with me today, but – and uh, have my grandson with me. But other than that, it's been a great day so far. Yeah, and you shot 74. We'll throw that out there and let everybody know. Yeah. <laughs> I, play, I finally played the senior tees. I, I gave in and played the senior tees. They're a hell of a lot more fun. Well, you technically are a senior, so that you can do that occasionally. So let's put something to bed first on the first question this week. The Tampa Bay coaching rumors, you being linked to taking over in Tampa Bay. Yeah, that that one shocked me. I, I I've not heard anything from Tampa Bay, and uh, I, I I think Dirk Cutter's doing a great job. I mean, uh, other than this past weekend, they they beat two of the three teams that nobody gave them a chance to. So I, I yeah, that I think that's crazy. But well, I still represent you. So anybody listening that wants to talk to him about it can contact me instead. Uh, Jake, the businessman. Yeah, that's, that's the way to go. <laughs> <laughs> Jake, the businessman. All right, coach, I want to talk to you about Patrick Mahomes because the biggest thing going on in the NFL is Mahomes. And that is he came off a, I was saying, okay, he didn't look fantastic, but he brought his team back in a, in a moment on national TV and the hype is through the roof. We know you like this guy coming out of college. So I just want you to assess we're a quarter of the way through the season. What do you like or not like about Patrick Mahomes so far? Well, I thought this was a huge step for him to go into Denver. One of his going to be one of his toughest spots to go to in, in his future, and come out with a a come from behind victory. I loved him coming out. He's got all the tools. He's one of the brightest guys I've ever interviewed. Uh, probably alongside Peyton Manning and Andrew Luck, the, those three guys are the brightest guys I ever interviewed coming into the draft, but uh, I think the sky's the limit. I think the Chiefs are on their way. So a, the, a lot of the conversation, we're a quarter of the way through the season, the MVP so far, okay? Mahomes is a guy that's name's been mentioned, Khalil Mack. Uh, there's been a couple other names. If you were giving out an award for the first quarter of the season and the MVP so far, who would you give it to? Well, I'd have to go with Patrick Mahomes. I, I think Khalil Mack is a very, very close second. But uh, I always cheat to quarterbacks. And, uh, I mean, what he has done so far and the plays that he's making, um, they're not easy. And that come from behind win, I think that seals it for him. So let's go to the opposite of that. Who's your biggest disappointment a quarter of the way through the season so far? 
It had to be the Arizona Cardinals. I mean, I, I just cannot believe uh, they were in position to win that game Sunday at home against Seattle and uh, and, and don't get it done. And it just there's, – there's too much talent there to be winless. So would the Pittsburgh Steelers be a, a close second in your opinion? Very, very, very close second. Um, to have Baltimore come in and just whip them uh, in Pittsburgh – uh, and I don't think it's all their offense. I mean, that entire organization right now looks like it's in flux. So how do you fix that, Coach? Because this is a team that had Super Bowl aspirations coming into the season. You have Antonio Brown, Juju Smith-Schuster, James Conner. There's talk of Le'Veon Bell now coming back to the Steelers. Obviously, a future Hall of Famer and Ben Roethlisberger. How do you fix? Because it hasn't – obviously, the offense has been struggling, but the defense has looked horrendous. What needs to happen there to get things back on track? Yeah, I, I think you hit it on the head. The defense needs to show up, and uh, and and Ben needs to play better. I've seen Ben play a lot better than he's playing right now. Don't know what is missing, but uh, I know he went into the season in great shape, really excited, and uh, you know I had the game in Cleveland, which they probably should have lost, and then watching Baltimore. Sunday night, it was like, something's missing. And uh, now it's easily found, whatever it is. But uh, to me, it's uh, probably in the locker room right now. They need to get together and decide we're in this all together. Uh, Two rookie quarterbacks made their first start over the weekend. Josh Rosen for Arizona, Baker Mayfield for Cleveland. What What did you like and dislike from their first performance being the guy to start the game? Well, yeah, for Baker Mayfield, you put up 42 points. I mean, that's that's you don't lose very often putting up 42 points. Uh, now, the four turnovers, that didn't help. But, again, they, they scored enough points to win the game. And that's unlike a Greg Williams defense, not to, not to win a game when your offense scores 42 points. And Josh, I thought Josh did everything they could. And Phil Dawson's got to make a kick. I mean, he's a great kicker, uh, but he's got to make that kick. You have the uh, LH. I don't know what it is with you and the Raiders. You're getting a lot of Raiders games. I, th- I don't know if they're specifically putting Gruden's you. Gruden's payback. Yeah, it's Gru- you and Gruden got something going on. But you're you're watching the Raiders again. But I want to talk about the Los Angeles Chargers. And I want you to talk about another. that's another team you could put in the disappointment category. And they haven't played as well as people thought they were, especially the three people sitting here right now talked about them being a dark horse candidate to potentially win the Super Bowl. What needs to happen there for that team to get it going? I think the same thing. I think it's defense. Uh, I think Phil Rivers, God, he's thrown for dang, dang near 1,200 yards already and uh, is playing really well. Uh, he, you know, Phillip is so resilient. He throws a pick six on the first play and then comes back and wins the game. So he's never going to be the problem. So it's injuries, I think, to some defensive players. Uh, obviously, they miss Bosa. Uh, they just got to get they got to get healthy, but they're staying in the mix. You know, two and two, you're you're in the mix. You're in the mix to win it all still. So on the other side, you got the Raiders. You've now seen them. This will be the third time. This offense is top five in the NFL right now. Do you see that continuing, or is it just kind of been a a matchup thing so far that they've just taken advantage of? No, I, I think it's going to continue. The the thing they finally scored in the fourth quarter and pulled a game out. The games they lost, they had the ball to win the game and didn't get it done. They threw the pick in Miami. They 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 failed in the fourth quarter. Up until this week, they only had three points in the fourth quarter on offense, and everybody wanted to blame their defense. But, uh, no, I, I think the Raiders are a team that uh, is, is going to get better and better, especially now that they got the monkey off their back. They're going to get better and better as the year goes on. One other team I want to ask you about are the defending Super Bowl champs. They don't quite look like themselves right now is it just a matter of getting Carson Wentz back up to game speed or is it something more than that that they need to do if they're going to be a team that's going to compete with the top teams in the NFC I think it's a little bit more I think their defense uh, again had some guys injured but uh, they don't look as explosive as they did last year and it might be because of some of the wideouts and just getting back in and getting Carson Wentz going again but they really don't look explosive at all to me uh, and they were very explosive last year. 
Coach, I would be remiss if I didn't end this podcast by asking about Mitchell Trubisky's performance in Tampa Bay because he threw for six touchdowns, was the number one quarterback of the week, and looked pretty damn good. And you know I was excited about that. So I have to ask you as the quarterback guru, what did you like about what you saw in that game and Nagy's offense really clicking for the first time this season? Yeah, it really did look like everything came to fruition for them. Uh, I was shocked because Tampa had been playing really solid defense. Uh, and I'll be, I'll be the first one to admit I was wrong because I've never been a fan uh, of Mitchell. And uh, But six touchdowns, that'll win you over pretty quick. And uh, that was a heck of a performance. Yeah, the hype train in Chicago is uh, off the rails now. It's uh, it's through the roof, it's off the rails, and it's getting a little wild there. But they're in first place, so there's a lot to be happy about. Coach, thank you for joining us. Happy birthday. Enjoy the rest of your day and uh, have a drink or two for us. Oh, I'm going to have those. You, I promise you that. And uh, thank you guys so much. Love you. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%.